0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag free, whoever he is.
1: Get your
3: You want to run your mouth. We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up, then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that Sorry. your solution?
1: You your fault. No, no, sit down. you're a United States. I'm not against the law. Oh, want to be Good.
3: Let the heat flow through you. Any regrets? No, I I really don't.
1: You actually thought you were going to come to blows in that one.
3: I had full intentions of doing that. Absolutely. Remember, it was Andrew Jackson who challenged nine people to a duel. He also knocked a guy out for insulting his wife.
1: Senator, you know Andrew Jackson was not a good guy.
4: I doubt it. You are fake news. Stop being such a pussy. Jeez. Very fake news. Fuck
3: around and find out.
4: I will eat
1: your ass. I'll do it. That's a big game, man! Fed, 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 fed. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now.
5: Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations to both of you, you're
1: awesome. In five, four, three... I I can't do it! We'll do it live! (laughs) Fuck it, we'll do it live!
0: Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is... A tremendous show, frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We're both diseased. At this point, I'm convinced that I'm immunocompromised. I've been spending time researching, like, do blood thinners... Do blood thinners, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Reduce the compa- reduce the ability of your immune system. I'm so sick, I can't even think.
5: Do
0: they? Uh, no. There's not particular evidence that this this blood thinner that I'm taking does. But it's like every single week. I can't get over it now. Last it's week it was uh, stomach stuff. having
5: a disgusting child.
0: I don't know. He doesn't really hang out with a bunch of other disgusting kids, though. So...
5: Um, yeah, Emmeline's puking, and she's got a fever, and I feel awful, and right before the show, I was coughing, and I feed my pants. So,
0: <laughs> so we're starting off the show with disgusting details and a, a compromised vocal quality, obviously. I do apologize for that, but the show must go on, and uh, I figure a, a show with, you know, a, a weak voice is better than no show at all, so thanks for bearing with it, but tonight we're talking... Uh, Speaker Mike Johnson releases a January 6th surveillance, uh, an entire trove of January 6th surveillance footage. Most of it, they're saying anyway. There's some more to come, apparently, but they're releasing everything they can that doesn't uh, compromise security. Elon Musk is facing an advertiser boycott on Twitter over alleged anti-Semitism after a Media Matters hit piece. Meanwhile, Osama bin Laden's decades-old letter to America goes viral on TikTok. Until it's yeah. uh, censored, at least on some places, and you're a very bad person, apparently, if you have any sort of nuanced view about the content of the letter.
5: At well, least Ben Shapiro thinks so.
0: Uh, I've seen a lot of. I don't want to call out specific people, but there were uh, there was a lot of pearl clutching about it this week, and it's like, oh
5: god, he was the worst. Though I tweeted about it. He he freaks out, and then he looks. He looked like Hitler in the bunker, and so I started thinking. Where is Jamie? Can I get Jamie to do some AI art of Ben Shapiro as Hitler in the bunker for downfall? Yeah. Well, if he's really listening and
0: I, I bet he probably is. Uh, there you go. Send in some, some artwork. Although if you do, that'll probably be banned too. Whatever. Plus we have uh hoax hate. And tonight's movie review is memento. So, stick around. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is com. Listener support is hugely appreciated. And it is what keeps the show operational. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale over on the site. Plus we have, uh, of course, offers from our friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company featuring my
2: signature soap, Timberline. Sometimes being a man means doing a little more than what's expected of you. Even if that means taking yourself to the end of the line. But every man needs something at the end of the day to remind him that his work's worthwhile. That's why every man should be using Timberline from Hero Soap Company. It's a frosty pine soap where the forest meets the peaks. A woodsy scent with extra menthol for a high-altitude cooling effect. Giving your balls the best tingle this way (laughs) west of Yellowstone. So try Timberline today and treat yourself to the refreshing ball tingling you deserve. Timberline from Hero Soap Company.
0: That's right, when you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great-smelling, all-natural product, not only can you subscribe and get soap sent straight to your door each and every month, but now you can get our signature soaps designed by both of us as well. Blonde Signature Soap Oat Plus Almond is available. It is the gentle exfoliation of oatmeal with uh, a premium almond fragrance. Or... You can try my two offerings. In addition to the frosty pine timberline experience you just heard about, Old West is the scent of sweet leather and oak barrels ready to bust open the saloon doors. And don't forget, my personal selection for Hero's new shampoo and conditioner is available as well. It's a mango pineapple blend called The Island or Shampoo-Galoo and Conditioner as dubbed by the clever man in the audience. Uh, but it smells like a tropical paradise, and your shower will be greatly improved by it. As always, 10% off the Island Shampoo and Conditioner from Hero Soap Company or any of their other fine products using promo code MC Listener. Promo code MC Listener for 10% off anything from our friends at Hero Soap. MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals for more information. Speaking of, you can find other great offerings from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses, including Western Razor Company. Kenny o Mountain, Woodsmithing, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at com slash deals. Deals my listeners for listeners. Well, he just can't help himself. No, this was uh, so on. bad. Let me, uh, I have to grab the link here. Because I didn't even get this story loaded into my system. Because, you know, <laughs> in addition to being diseased, I can't handle my own show prep. But, all right. So, uh... And by he can't he can't stop himself. Of course, I'm talking about the president and his need to sniff and touch and (laughs) ask little kids, usually little girls, weird questions. He did it again today. He was at a naval station in Norfolk, Virginia, for something of an early Thanksgiving dinner uh, for military personnel and their families. Well, during his speech, Biden walked over to uh, a little girl and the rest of her family and started asking her questions about her age. so
3: thank you thank you thank you and i love your ears i love them they're really
1: cool what's your name catherine catherine what a beautiful name that's my mommy's name well nice to see how old are you 17 <laughs> six and how old are you 15 Four. Oh
5: god oh god what commentary? why doesn't he have aids to be like stop being creepy they probably oh he does he have aids
0: times. And so do I, oh, yeah. in fact. But
5: uh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. This show is going to be a disaster. Oh, we,
0: just wait. This we're is- only we're only nine minutes in. There's <laughs> plenty more opportunity. There isn't uh, really any additional commentary I need to add on that. We've seen an iteration of that a million oh, times. Oh, it's probably like
5: Memento. That's what I was going to say. Where they just tell him, and then four seconds later, he's like, "Where's a kid I can sniff?"
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I felt. Memento had a lot of Joe Biden likeness to it. I actually wrote that in my review that at some level I thought Seriously? Like, I felt like I was watching uh, or, or reading a White House transcript at some point. Who am I? What is this about? What, where is this place? Why am I here? Who's that guy? Yeah. Uh, even more inappropriately though, I have a big question which is why in the hell is the, Talib- uh, the Taliban rollerblading for some reason now? Check this out. Okay, just when Some, your Muslim sympathies they make were it,
5: increasing. No, they make it look not gay. No, they make it look very
0: say. gay. I disagree with no. that entirely.
5: Did you see how fast they were going? That's the only time in my entire <sighs> life I've ever seen rollerblading look cool.
0: Uh, no, it's definitely not cool. It's, it's like saying uh, they make sex with a guy look not gay. It's impossible. No. <laughs> it's just, it's, you can't do it. It's impossible.
5: It's a really weird PR stunt. So they've been releasing... Uh, they're like plugged into social media. The guy that released this video... He's just a guy that does parkour. And I guess they were like, you put this online. But there's been a bunch of stuff uh, of them like enjoying themselves at amusement parks and eating ice cream and everything like that. I don't know. Some people think that it's a show of dominance over the West. And then some people are like, this is a recruiting technique. But I think that the Taliban, you know, they worked hard. They they just want to have a little fun. Just let them have a little fun, okay?
0: I actually want to know, I'm not even joking are those American rollerblades that were left behind? (laughs) Did we pay for those
5: rollerblades?
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm dead serious. They probably got them at some abandoned us base somewhere.
5: Oh man. Did you see this rust stuff? This is, yeah, this makes me think that this was some kind of conspiracy theory.
0: Hmm. Well, as you mentioned, NBC has obtained clips from, uh, from, Various uh, points on the set of Rust, of course, the movie in which Alec Baldwin shot his uh, his cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, two years ago now. But these clips from the filming of the movie that have been publicly unseen until now show Alec Baldwin discussing, among other things, gun safety on the set. And uh, these clips that NBC has obtained are apparently part of uh, the prosecutor's case file. This is new evidence that these new prosecutors on the case believe substantiates the manslaughter charges that they're they're bringing again after those charges were dropped uh, by the prior prosecution team earlier this year and in one clip specifically Alec Baldwin is eerily heard directing Helena Hutchins to stand out of the way of his gunfire of course this was only days before Alec Baldwin then shot her dead in something of a similar scene
3: then when he drops his arm, Helena, get out of here. He drops his
0: arm. The clips obtained exclusively by NBC News show Alec Baldwin rehearsing, working with firearms, Come and giving here. directions Come to crew here. members, Hug including me. Hutchins.
1: And everyone need to be right here, like in the path of the gun. Could you please move? Just want to be over him a little bit so I can yeah. see you.
3: Now wait a second. If I'm going to shoot right. You want to go on the other side of the camera? I don't want to shoot toward you.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, now remember, we're seeing these pro- these clips through prosecution team. So prosecutors presumably think this evidence supports the manslaughter charge, of course. Um, as in, well, their argument would be Alec Baldwin clearly knew better since in that clip and others, he understands it's dangerous to point the gun at Hutchins, but then he pointed the gun at Hutchins later. That anyway, can't be
5: what the defense was saying, though.
0: Well, we don't know that what he the, just didn't know. We don't know what the defense will say, but if you watch uh, the NBC coverage that I just thought that I pulled that uh, particular clip from their legal expert is saying this is going to be beneficial for the defense because this shows a man who clearly cares about safety on the set and is telling her to move out of the way. Yeah. So obviously he wasn't trying, I guess that'd be a contradiction in terms to say he was trying to be reckless. I suppose. I guess you can be intentional in your recklessness, even if the killing isn't intentional, but you get what I'm saying. This was a guy who was They're going to say the defense, a guy who was concerned about safety on the set, as evidenced by some of that commentary.
5: Yeah, I think Um, it casts a positive light on Baldwin. What do you think? I
0: I could see the case either way, but but it does to me, that does show a guy who is aware of the danger of pointing a gun at somebody and says, let's not do that. And then for some reason decided to be pointing a gun at somebody. Everyone
5: knows it. Yeah. I wonder how this happened
0: we still don't know how the uh, live ammo ended up on the set officially, uh, which is the biggest mystery of the case. But uh, reportedly a a grand jury, remember the charges are not officially uh, the, the the renewed charges against Alec Baldwin are not official yet. The prosecutors will have to go through a grand jury. Uh, Reportedly a grand jury convened Thursday to consider these revived charges against Baldwin. No decision yet that I've seen reporting says the decision could take weeks. The, uh, the trial for set armor Hannah Gutierrez Reed also charged with involuntary manslaughter is scheduled to begin February 21st. Man. I hate one.
5: pregnancy. It always makes me feel bad for Alec Baldwin.
0: That's worse for than Lizzo liking Lizzo, or, yeah.
5: I don't know. I mean, it, it's a heavy burden to to have killed somebody.
0: Uh yeah, well, it should be. <laughs> I I hope he does feel bad um because there were a lot of things that went wrong that led to the taking of that woman's life.
5: Yeah.
0: Unsurprisingly, Paul Pelosi's hammer attacker, David DePap, was convicted in his federal case Thursday on charges of attempted kidnapping of a federal official and assault on the immediate family member of a federal official. As what about I about
5: butt prostitution?
0: Yeah, we what don't about know that? about that. Although, did you hear about the uh, the unicorn angle, the revelation of unicorn costumes? No. I'll get to that in a second. That's probably the, the craziest thing that we learned at this trial. And unfortunately, because this was a federal trial, we don't get cameras in the courtroom. We don't get uh, kind of the, the, the benefit of the of listening to the courtroom interactions. But I did a video about this uh, story last week, which you can check out. Defense attorneys had argued that uh, David Depap was motivated by right-wing conspiracy theories and not a, a, an intent or a desire to punish Nancy Pelosi for her official duties in Congress, the reason they did that was that would render these federal charges invalid. Mm-hmm. If he was just a crazy guy who went went after Paul Pelosi for reasons other than trying to get back at Nancy for her official duties as a member of Congress, then this is not actually a federal issue and it just stays with with California. They tried unsuccessfully to make that argument because uh, he is now convicted. A sentencing date has not yet been set, but DePap now faces 50 years in federal prison. Uh, That that state case is still in process as well. And in that California state case, DePap is charged with assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, residential burglary, and other uh, felonies. The date for that trial uh, will be set on November 29th. Now, as I mentioned, one of the more bizarre pieces of information revealed at the trial, one of the police officers who processed the scene during investigation said that DePap's backpack had not one but two inflatable unicorn costumes in it. And um, as I mentioned in the video I did on this, he he was known to wear a unicorn costume prior to this. So that may not be that odd for him. But the question remains, why were there two costumes? Now, DePap...
5: It had to be a sex thing, right?
0: He said that he was going to wear the unicorn. He he testified on his own behalf at this trial. And he said he planned to wear a unicorn costume while recording his interrogation of Nancy Pelosi and then upload it online. But why two? Why did he have two unicorn costumes?
5: Mystery. Bizarre.
0: Speaking hmm. of mysteries, we got to see... Photos of the uh, bag of cocaine that was discovered on the White House uh, on the White that, House. Property. That's a lot
5: of cocaine, isn't it? I
0: I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know what a serving of cocaine is. I have to plead ignorance. On I'm that.
5: pretty sure that's that's like not like a night out with friends level of cocaine. Hmm. I think it's like a um, OK, so Jesse Waters uh, broke a story that there was some evidence that they did not destroy including an envelope with three tubes of DNA from the baggie of cocaine. This came from a FOIA request. Um, and that goes against what we've heard about it. Um, we heard that there was no DNA. The case was closed and everything like that. Um, the White House lied. The Secret Service lied. They did find DNA in the baggie, um, but they just didn't test it because they were like, this is going to be too um Involved in terms of resources. Oh, no, no. So, they,
0: they say it's insufficient. It's not enough DNA. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Totally.
5: Uh, um, yeah. So some people are reporting this was found in a different area, but ABC, NBC, all the usual suspects are still reporting that the bag of cocaine was found inside a cubby near the entrance to the West wing, which was used to give tours. And it was a place where visitors were instructed to put phones and their other belongings. So I don't know. I mean, I was never super conspiratorial about this from the get go. I was like, this sounds like a stupid, stupid person that left a bag of cocaine here. I mean, and and if it was, if the White House were involved at all, it was probably some kind of staffer that's getting worked into the ground and just needs a little boost because they're working 80 hours a week. Yeah. Um,
0: Whatever, whoever was involved here, uh, I refuse to believe that they don't know whose cocaine that is. Or who was intended to pick up that cocaine. They know. And we're mm, now that... chat
5: is saying that's not a lot of cocaine. That's like a day of cocaine.
0: Okay. So just enough for a night out. All right. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. The investigation is closed. So we're never going to get an official answer on this.
5: I don't know. I just, I've never really cared about the story. It's like Hunter Biden was smoking giant crack rocks. He wasn't doing like a little, cute little bag of cocaine.
0: Maybe he's classing it up now, you know, <laughs> Speaking of uh, classing it up, or maybe not.
5: This story really pumps me out. Well,
0: I, I assume you know LeVar Burton from Star Trek rather than reading
2: Rainbow.
5: Well, I've watched both. But to me, reading Rainbow was just Jordy Forge pretending he's not blind and reading these stories. I, I loved LeVar Burton. And this really bums me out. This is why you don't read anything about childhood heroes, because you find out they're retards.
0: He is—he's uh, officially a soldier in the gay war. You know, when we all get our gay war matchup, maybe you'll get Levar Burton in some hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Not because that's what I'm calling for, but that's because what—that's what Levar Burton is calling for. But yeah, <laughs> uh, and it, I find it appropriate. Reading Rainbow—I trying to, There's got to be some joke there. It's because now he's—he's he's fighting on behalf of the rainbow. I just—it couldn't come to me, but it's appropriate that reading Rainbow—reading Rainbow has now been converted into some sort of violent activist. Uh, arm of, of the gay war army. But, uh, LeVar Burton hosted the national book awards on Wednesday in New York city. And during his remarks, he asked if there were any members of moms for Liberty in the audience, he saw there were none. He said, well, that's good. Cause that means I won't have to beat any women tonight.
1: Before we get going, are there any moms for Liberty in the house? <laughs> moms for Liberty? No good <laughs> then hands will not need to be thrown tonight
5: what a fag
0: <laughs> you, you must be torn on this it pits uh your hatred for you know leftist activism with against your love for beating women so but, what and
5: star trek so yeah, i'm yeah. like triple conflicted yeah i don't know i mean this wasn't everybody freaked out about this this wasn't as bad as i as I had expected, he said it in like kind of a cute way. I think that we should, we can all agree that we should be able to make jokes about beating women. Right?
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe LaVar's on to something. No, but even if you want to say he's not serious about beating women, the premise itself is so bogus in that he's saying that Moms for Liberty are, are bad people for wanting what out of school curricula and the school library. Generally, we're talking Correct. about yeah. graphic sexual depictions and or age-inappropriate discussions of sexuality or gender. And whenever they use this term book ban, every single book he's talking about is freely and readily available to anybody who wishes to acquire it today, including minors in most cases if they want to. Yeah. Whenever people talk about curating educational material as though it's censorship – I'm sorry when I went to school I got a list I got a list of books I was a supposed to read, to read yeah. from the teacher I assume some adult selected those for a particular reason uh, and and at the expense of of uh, excluding certain other uh, pieces of reading material so if we're gonna say that that the curation of a, of a lesson plan is censorship somehow every mm-hmm. school district in the country is censoring if this is the definition. Yep, totally. And if you're and the question is who gets to make that decision, who gets to decide what's going to be in the curriculum for these kids? If your answer is parents should not be making that decision and or at least a major part of that decision, even if the school board is technically the authority on that in the public school setting, the school board serves home. The school board Mm -hmm. serves the community. They're accountable to the parents of that community. And so, yeah, like you're not the good guy if you think that parents should be. um should not be a part of of the decision making process and how to educate their kids. Yeah. You know, when I was uh, growing up, I always felt bad for the various Amanda's I knew. You know, a lot of Amanda's growing up.
5: Amanda hug and kiss.
0: Oh, there's that the classic Simpsons bit, but then there's just Amanda. Ooh. Every chick I knew yeah. who was named Amanda, that was the bit. Oh, she's a man, duh. Duh that is why it's baffling to me that any tranny as in a man who now presents as a woman would choose <laughs> the, the name Amanda.
5: Amanda. Yeah. It,
0: it just lends itself to too many jokes. Why would you do this? And that's not the only thing that's odd about Amanda Burnside's name. He's also accused of being an arsonist, Amanda Burnside. Okay. And more like Amanda burn your house down because that's what he tried to do to three people. <laughs> Took him a few tries, but Amanda Burnside is a male-to-female transgender person and serial arson suspect on Long Island in New York. On Monday, Burnside was freed without bail after allegedly starting fires at three houses. Prosecutors had requested bail of $500,000 or a million dollars. The judge declined and let Burnside go. While well, two hours later, Burnside acquired a knife and went to a Dollar Tree store and tried to rob it. And when I when it says tried to rob here in the story, I'm not really sure what that means, but it was apparently an unsuccessful attempt. I don't know how that robbery attempt was stopped, but it apparently yeah. was. Burnside was once again arrested and was processed by the same judge. This time bail was set at $500,000 cash, a million dollars bond, or a million and a half dollars partially secured bond. The robbery at Knife Point was unsuccessful, but apparently so were the uh, at least some of the arson attempts. According to the district attorney through the Daily Mail's reporting, uh, Amanda Burnside was trying to set random houses on fire. Quote, in the first one, they use the word she, but in the first one, he goes up to the house, pours accelerant, but can't get his lighter to work. Okay. In the second one, he does the same thing. The homeowner comes out to confront him and asks, and he asks to use their lighter to start the fire. Okay. No. No get off my lawn, I guess is what the answer was on that. But how is, I guess my question is how is he going around to all these houses in one case speaking with the homeowner saying, would you help me light your house on fire? No. How is he continuing on to another house without any sort of intervention? Well, on the third one, he does the same thing again and this time he gets his lighter to work. And so he starts the house on fire. So third time's the charm for Amanda Burnside. Anyway, Anything else on that before we talk January 6th footage?
5: No, although I I do kind of feel like this was a totally anticlimactic story. It just confirmed. It is a little bit validating, though.
0: The uh, January 6th. Stuff. Oh, the January. I thought you were talking about Amanda.
5: Oh, no. You're um, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, yeah,
0: well, none of it's that, I, at least in, in terms of what I've seen. I haven't seen any piece of footage that is, is has shocked me, but that's because we already knew that a lot of what happened, and again, this is not to deny the instances of crime that did occur on January 6th, but you have hours and hours of footage showing people engaged in no crime whatsoever, and the police officers escorting them through the Capitol, or sitting there drinking their coffee, watching them go by without a care in the world, in some cases even high-fiving, fist-bumping, handshaking the protesters. So I, I would say that the move it, – it, for all the hype that Kevin McCarthy's release of some January 6th footage through Tucker got a uh, new speaker, Mike Johnson just kind of leaked this out on a Friday afternoon. I hadn't heard of nothing about uh, plans to do this ahead of time, but speaker Johnson released this trove of January 6th security footage on Friday afternoon by a tweet in the tweet release. He said, quote, to restore America's trust and faith in their government, we must have transparency this is another step toward keeping the promises I made when I was elected to be your speaker. Reportedly, this release is most of the footage, not all, but most. Excuse me, I'm unclear what the um, the math is here because he released something like 90 hours of footage. While also saying eventually about 95% of the 44,000 total hours of recordings will be made. How is 90 most of 44,000? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I must be yeah. missing something. Yeah. Democrats opposed the move calling it a threat to security. But, uh, but Johnson is saying he's going to release thousands of hours more, excluding only segments that contain sensitive security information or information that could lead to retaliation against private mm-hmm. citizens. Um, what a shame if January 6th footage was used in retaliation against private citizens. Could you imagine if private citizens were retaliated against for innocent behavior oh, I know. on January right, 6th, yeah. we can't have that. Yeah. But there are a few clips from this release making the rounds. I'm not going to pretend like I have uh, sat down and watched all 90 hours because I have not. I have seen some of the footage that's been circulating. I haven't seen anything that's drastically different from what we've seen before a lot of videos of people walking around in an orderly fashion with police simply standing by sometimes again, even high-fiving or fist bumping the protesters. But here's a sampling of of some of the clips that are circulating this weekend. You know, again, mostly just people walking around talking among themselves, police just kind of standing by talking among themselves. You got people freely uh, entering and exiting the building without any sort of police intervention
5: um this is such a white person riot <laughs> you know
0: it's not even like hold on bucko levels of rage no uh, but here's an entry and exit point yeah and then in this case you've got a police officer shaking the hand of one of the protesters and then uh in this case people thought it was odd a guy gets kind of detained pulled aside he he was cuffed but then they take his cuff cuffs off give him his stuff back and send him on his way
5: <laughs> yeah they're so, like we'll take care of you later They were clearly given some order to stand down and allow this to happen.
0: Yeah. And to uh, I I think Capitol Police have admitted as much you you don't have to be conspiratorial to think that was the case. My understanding is they've admitted as much their reasoning being that it was overwhelming force, that it was a de-escalation tactic. There was one other thing that people were picking up on. They thought that they'd identified a guy wearing a, a MAGA hat. Flashing what they thought was a badge, like this was uh, you know, proof of uh the undercover Fed guy. Turns out it's um it's just a guy flashing a vape uh pen. Guy walking by security checkpoint showing his vape pen. And that guy is Kevin Lyons. He was sentenced to 51 months in prison for, among other things, stealing a wallet from Nancy Pelosi's office. I wonder if it was Nancy's oh. personal wallet. But in other related news. They actually convicted John Sullivan, that that progressive agitator from January 6th. Which Yeah, this is
5: how they're dealing with feds, right? Uh, although, Ray ups, you know, nothing really happened to him. But John Sullivan found guilty on seven federal charges for protesting in the Capitol building. Um, let's see. Obstruction of an official proceeding, civil disorder entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. These are all the same thing. Disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restrictive building disorderly conduct in a a capitol building parading demonstrating picketing in a capitol building aiding and abetting a terrorism enhancement was added well he actually got the
0: terrorism enhancement
5: he did entering a restricted area with a a dangerous or deadly weapon um he was taken into custody immediately after he was found guilty um i think he's looking at a few years i thought i put that in here damn.
0: Why isn't he going to get the, the, the Enrique Tario 20 plus years if he got the terrorism enhancement? Although I guess it's probably terrorism enhancement on a different crime.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, he was a black lives matter advocate, so we'll see. I never know what to do when they convict people that I'm convinced are feds. So I just assume that it's going to be a, um, a situation where they are let out after six months for good behavior. The thing
0: about John Sullivan in his own stream. You can see him breaking windows and encouraging others to engage in lawless behavior. Yeah. In his own stream, you can hear him talking about wearing a Trump hat, either as a method of disguise or, if you mm-hmm. want to be extra cynical, a method of encouraging Trump supporters to engage in that sort of uh, crime. Yeah. Remember, yeah. he also but he sold- did get
5: that very important footage of Ashley that We've we've seen almost no other footage of Ashley Babbitt. No, there were John's. there
0: were there was a lot of pe- a lot of different angles. That might have been the his best was the, angle.
5: His was the best though. Yeah, like by far. Um, not that that absolves him of any of his other dealings. I'm sure he was some sort of Fed. Uh, He also sold his
0: footage to CNN for thousands of dollars. Mm. And he was there when Ray Epps was doing his Ray Epps things the night before. Now, there were a lot of people who were there. His mere presence alone, I suppose, isn't necessarily implicating. It's just um, John Sullivan was kind of right place, right time on a lot of January 6th happenings. That's all Mm. I'm saying. He might just be he might have a nose for what's going on? He might just have a great sense for that. And he's, he knows where the story is because he's just a journalist as he says, and he's, he's always there right on time. Maybe,
5: maybe Uh, he wasn't a fed because, um, I feel like they so don't give a shit about covering their tracks anymore. They're just trying to put it in our faces that why would they even bother convicting him? Do Um, we
0: have any idea what his sentence is going to look like?
5: I thought I put that in here, but I'm a retard. It's, uh, it's, he's looking at several years. He hasn't been sentenced yet. Hmm.
0: Well, there was another insurrection this week over at DNC headquarters on Wednesday night. Activists stormed the DNC HQ, about 150 of them, and they were trying to get into the building by force. Something about forcing everyone inside to view or participate their Israel-Palestine ceasefire protest. The scene outside did get somewhat violent. The um the police were trying to move the rioters and the rioters were resisting unclear how many uh, arrests. This reporting says, quote, many.
5: Hmm. Uh,
0: All U.S. House Capitol buildings were locked down as a result of the violence. Capitol Police deployed riot gear and pepper spray to deal with the mob. Here are some of the scenes from that event.
1: Oh, shit. Lookups got thrown. People getting thrown down the stairs. People getting thrown down the stairs. Get back. Now. Get, back. Get, back. Get back. Get back, guys.
5: Well,
0: it's nice to see Ladonna wow. was there.
5: Yeah, really. Uh it looks just like January 6th. Just <laughs> exactly the same footage I'm seeing there. <sighs>
0: I guess, uh, you know, if you want police to intervene in this sort of thing, if we figured out who needs to be attacked, that's DNCHQ and the police will suddenly get serious about stopping it. Yeah, really unclear if these terrorists will get proud boy decades long prison sentences for their insurrection. Now, uh, speaking of congressional unruliness, I spoke about this story on my Wednesday show, but I have to get your take on it because it's it's such a story of blonde interest. But in uh, a Senate committee hearing on Tuesday, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen challenged the witness, Teamsters Union President Sean O'Brien, to a fight in response to Sean O'Brien tweeting fight challenges to Mullen earlier in the year. Mullen appeared on CNN on Wednesday to explain himself, and he, he says he has no regrets or apologies for this confrontation.
3: You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh,
1: hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. <laughs> Is that it's your part. solution? every am No, no, sit down. Right, you're sit down. Okay. You're, no, you're okay, a United we'll... States senator. Actively. Oh, okay. OK. Sit down, please.
3: Any regrets? No, I, I really don't. There, what happens all the time is you've got these keyboard warriors that's going to go out there and run their mouth all the time, and then they don't ever have to face their consequences.
1: You reached for your wedding ring. What was that about?
3: First thing I thought of when I stood up, I thought, I'm going to break my hand on this guy's face. I'm going to take my wedding ring off. So
1: you actually Easily thought real. you were going to come to blows in that moment?
3: I had full intentions of doing that, absolutely. It was uh, Andrew Jackson who was who challenged nine people to a duel and Andrew finished a Jack- person off. He Andrew- also knocked a guy out for insulting his wife. Senator, you know, Andrew Jackson was not a good guy.
0: Your so thoughts what? on I know. Uh, mutual combat in Congress?
5: I think it's excellent. I think that if there was mutual combat and dueling allowed, that people wouldn't be such pussies anymore. He's not the only person, the only president that's dueled either.
0: Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know much about the history of dueling. I know there was Burr, and it was Burr Hamilton, was the famous Burr one. Burr Hamilton. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. Jackson, he's citing Jackson there as a big uh, fighter, dueler guy. So.
5: That's but, at least two presidents. Great.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess if, if you're gonna be if you're gonna promote the founding era for its yeah. philosophical wisdom, maybe I need to be more pro dueling. I didn't think about it from the angle of like we need to stop being such pussies, although I'm not necessarily disputing that point. I was thinking about this on Wednesday more from the the perspective of I just like this because it breaks the illusion that Congress is some dignified place of dignified people. And I'm not even saying yeah. that M- Mark Wayne Mullen here is undignified or something, but the reasoning is usually, well, that's beneath the the sanctity of this, this, no, it's not whatever.
5: It's just, uh, Hamilton was not president. I'm retarded. I'm sure uh, yeah. other presidents have dueled. Uh, yeah. Let me
0: Google yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, presidents
5: that have dueled. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you for the, uh, no, it's
5: not, no. it's not, um, it's not beneath beneath anybody i mean some some physical altercations would, would beef up the government don't you think
0: um well i just <laughs> if a guy there is some truth to the idea that if a guy talks shit and wants to fight and the two agree to fight yeah well I mean, is that is that uh, a, an acceptable settlement of a dispute
2: and sure.
0: I just don't accept the idea that it's beneath the dignity of the venue. The, the more that we get a <laughs> truthful know. view of these people, I think the the better. Um, if anything, I think this, this could restore congressional integrity. If you want <laughs> I agree. congressional approval ratings to increase, congressional fight night, I think would be one way to do it. I know that the Teamsters mm-hmm. guy isn't in Congress, but yeah. you know, you get the, the Teamsters guy keeps acting like the victim, too. It's like, but dude, you talked shit on Twitter. You say I'll fight you anytime, anywhere, and then you get called on it, and you act like you have been attacked or victimized. You know, i uh,
5: Andrew Jackson. Actually, killed somebody in a duel.
0: Uh, what uh, what year was that? Does it say who did he kill? In
5: 1806, future President Andrew Jackson kills a man who accused him of cheating on a horse race, and then insulted his wife.
0: But he was not convicted of murder or anything like that.
5: I don't know. Is this true? Because I'm reading it from the history channel. So
0: I'm, I'd assume that's probably correct. So he was elected president after killing a guy over a dispute.
5: He was not prosecuted for murder. And the duel had very little effect on his successful campaign for presidency in 1829.
0: But so it was, he wasn't prosecuted for murder because the two agreed to a duel. Is that why? Yes. Hmm.
5: I love it.
0: Interesting. well, I uh, the other reason I'm glad that this happened is I'm also very glad to have uh, a new sounder that's useful for super chat purposes.
3: You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anytime, any place, he says. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. All right. Uh, let's talk a little Elon Musk and the advertiser boycott. Elon Musk yeah. is back in big trouble. This time he's accused of anti-Semitism on his site X, formerly known as Twitter, permanently known as Twitter to me. I'm just going to keep saying Twitter. I'm not you know saying
5: X. I, mean. I hate this branding. Yeah, I,
0: I, I agree. Uh, but critics cite two things for two reasons why he and his platform are anti-Semitic. Uh, ads are being placed next to what they call pro-Nazi posts on, on Twitter. And Elon Musk himself... Affirming what some call an anti-Semitic tweet. On Wednesday, an account called The Artist Formerly Known as Eric tweeted in response to what looks like some kind of propaganda video about how bad it is to tweet Hitler was right from an anonymous account. I did, uh, I did watch this video. It's a dad taking his son to the outside of a synagogue And watching a bunch of Jewish people walk out of the synagogue and he's saying, I've seen what you've been posting online, son. Hitler was right. Are you serious? If you got a problem with these people, you go talk to them to their face. You hear me? That's that's the video. And his son's like, oh, you're right, Dad. I won't tweet Hitler was right anymore. (laughs) And so this guy, the artist formerly known as Eric, responds to that tweet. And says, okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest shit now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't uh, exactly like them too much. You want truth said to your face? There it is. Again, truth said to your face is a reference to the video. Would yeah. you say that to their faces, son?
5: Yeah. yeah.
0: And so Elon Musk responded, "quote You have said the actual truth, and that's why people are yeah. very mad, is because he endorsed the message of that tweet." Elon Musk had to Musk- walk
5: it back, though, and, ta- and act like he was just talking about the ADL. Like well, obviously, he was talking about Jews. Largely.
0: He he came back and said, Yeah, he said, I'm not talking about all Jews generally. I'm talking about specific interest groups like the ADL. Someone challenged him on that, and I don't have that tweet up right now. But he said something to the effect of, you're right, not all, but the ADL and also not limited to the ADL is is what he said. Fine. I to he
5: that. totally bitched out though.
0: I don't know. I think I think he's trying to be as precise as possible. I think that's fine. But I do think he bitched out a little bit on some of this uh Advertiser boycott stuff, which I'll get to in a little bit. Maybe bitch out is too much of a strong word, but made concessions in a way that undermine his claim that Media Matters report was totally false, which I don't like. But as far as the message of this particular tweet, at least when you consider the ADL or these other activist groups, is there is there any serious way to deny what is being claimed in that tweet? The ADL has pushed anti-white pro-Black Lives Matter nonsense forever in fact, I was reading the ADL's definition of racism earlier today uh, up until 2020. It's not
5: just white people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, they changed it. I guess they've gone back on it. But until 2022, <laughs> or at least between 2020 and 2022, the ADL's definition of racism was, quote, the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. So, again, racism is only a white against other races dynamic. According to the ADL, until in 2002, they revised that definition to something more neutral. "Quote: Racism occurs when individuals or institutions show more favorable evaluation or treatment of an individual or group based on race or ethnicity."
5: That's rich coming from a bunch of Jews that pretend to be white when it's you know appropriate for them when it's when it's advantageous for them. I'm ADL.
0: I guess I would Not like clarification people. under their definition there. Like, does that mean you?
5: are not white. Jonathan Green, black say guy. That.
0: <laughs> Does that mean you are capable of racism or not?
5: Yeah. I would like his. He would I, say no. He hmm. would say no. Yeah.
0: Well, because of this controversy, advertisers are now pulling their ads from X or Twitter. Apple, Comcast, IBM, Warner Brothers, Paramount, Disney, Lionsgate, and more have now stopped placing ads on Twitter in protest. This boycott comes after, uh, in addition to Elon Musk's tweet there, it comes after a report from Media Matters which alleges that ads from some of these companies appeared next to neo-Nazi content on the platform. Elon Musk says Twitter has done a sweep of the accounts identified by Media Matters and demonetized them. And specific posts that the report highlighted will also be labeled as, quote, sensitive media going forward. Now, see, that's that's what bugs me about the response here is – on the one hand, Elon Musk is saying that that report is not just wrong. It's actually defamatory. And he, he intends to file a lawsuit, which we'll get to next here. But that report is outright false. On the other hand, we've also looked into what that report identified and made some changes on behalf of what that report says. Th- that's kind of both sides of this that I don't like when I was talking earlier about a, a bitch out, if that's too strong of a term. I, d- I don't like that. Like, is the report false or is it not?
5: Is it not?
0: Yeah. Uh, But, but he's saying um, that, that uh, they're going to sue or he and uh, X or Twitter, they're going to sue media matters in response to this boycott. Elon Musk called uh, the boycotting companies, quote, oppressors of your right to free speech. But again, if that's the case, if this is just a matter of powerful forces oppressing your right to free speech, well, why do the demonetizing? Why Mm -hmm. sweep the accounts that they've identified? He said media matters report completely misrepresents the real user experience on X says he's filing a thermonuclear lawsuit against media matters and all those uh, involved in, in colluding to create this fraudulent attack on the company. He didn't explain the, gr- the specific grounds for the lawsuit. I would assume that it will be some sort of defamation, which would mean that Musk and Twitter would have to show ac- actual malice from, from media matters as in media matters knew what they were saying was false. But they said it anyway to damage the company. That's a high bar to clear. uh, But Musk says he does have evidence that Media Matters didn't reach their findings by using Twitter organically. He says that Media Matters created an alternate account and curated the posts that they wanted and then refreshed the feed until they got ads on the tweets that they wanted and he says that the the tweets that they identified were only served by about 50 ad impressions through Twitter's system and this is in the context of billions of of advertiser impressions so what he's saying media matters did is they found these fringe tweets they set it up on, so they could get ads to to be posted next to those tweets by sort of manipulating the system themselves and they were only able to generate like 50 of these impressions in the context of billions. So Musk is saying that's not representative of the actual uh, organic general user experience on Twitter. They manufactured this. And now they're saying that Twitter is you know home, home of the Nazis. And whatever.
5: Stuff. I mean, he's still trying to use conventional means to beat these people. But that's not what it's about to them. And he said he was going to sue the ADL. He hasn't done that yet. I so did, I'm not yeah. totally convinced that that's going to happen. Um, I don't care. Like, I wish he wouldn't have walked this back. This has been a revolutionary week on Twitter. By the way, Media Matters. Did you know that the founder of Media Matters, David Brock, is some faggot and he's in a long-term relationship with James Oliphantus, the, the Comet pizza guy? Can you believe that?
0: Uh, I did not. I did not know that.
5: Come on. God.
0: Pizzagate is real confirmed. Is that what you're saying?
5: Yes, I've been saying that for like eight years. Pizza um, Gate is real confirmed.
0: Can someone in the chat fact check this for me? I heard through reliable sources this week. Actually, that would be my wife who tips me off to all the hottest takes on the internet that are too edgy for a normie like me. She said that there was someone at the pizza place or someone involved implicated in PizzaGate that was legitimately charged with child porn this week.
5: And like baby and toddler rape. That is true. So
0: that really happened.
5: Yes, that really that's, happened. That's Pizza fact Gate check true. Pizzagate was legit. I need to look. These this. people are horrible, satanic baby rapers. and everybody's like, "Ooh, you're a conspiracy theorist."
0: I need to look this up and figure out what's going on with that.
5: Um, his name escapes me. My mom is going to be so pissed because she sent me that tweet. Uh, let me know live chat what his name is and yeah. how he was involved in Pizzagate. Also uh because i cannot remember because my brain is a bunch of mush yeah but But, you know this this candace owens thing and ben shapiro and wow i just could not believe what i was reading on twitter this week i just i couldn't believe it i was like just shocked did i tell you that paul joseph Watson was talking about the uss liberty in a video earlier mm -hmm. this week i was watching it i was like what the fuck is happening right now and then this Christ is King thing has gone totally viral. Well,
0: hold on. We don't want to get demonetized for hate speech. Please don't say that.
5: <laughs> yeah, really? Um, everybody's saying stuff on Twitter that like a year ago would have just destroyed their lives.
0: That now will some of the arguments that really frustrated me this week, the pearl clutching over the bin Laden letter, which we'll get to in a minute, but and the, the, the pearl clutching over Christ is King too, because of mm-hmm. course, as you said, in the dispute between Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro, at one point she said, "Christ is King," which even faithful Christians some were saying that used in that context is anti-Semitic. Like, you can say Christ is King, but if you mean it as an attack on a Jewish person, that that's an anti-Semitic slur. Isn't that a or,
5: problem with the Jews though? That they think that the term "Christ is King" well, is anti-Semitic. This
0: is like, in fairness, that that didn't come from Ben himself or least as far as I i saw like Jewish critics. The Christ is it, king it, 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 the, the, the most vocal Christ is king critics that I heard were themselves Christians, which I found to be just hilarious and baffling.
5: Okay, um I found the article about it. About the, the Bungee feature story from 2018 about a journalist who told a group of skilled school children that he was gay was taken down just a day after it was announced that he had been brought up on child pornography charges and also child rape and baby rape, Slade Somer the former editor-in-chief of the left-leaning video-driven news site, The Recount, was freed on $100,000 bail on Monday. I
0: did see that. The Recount guy.
5: After he was charged in Massachusetts. um, So what's his connection to
0: Pizzagate then?
5: I don't remember. Damn, I wish I would have put this in the notes. Oh, This guy is so ugly.
0: Well, perhaps we'll get some more information on that as the show continues. Uh,
5: can I Google Slade Somer child rape or am I going to get arrested? You
0: know, if you want to be careful, I can take some chats here and you can see what you can learn.
5: Sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, careful for the sake of your own web browsing history. Not that anything you search is going to show up on the stream, but. All right. Uh, over on Rumble here. Holden Mulray. Excuse me. Hi, truth seekers. Going back to my question last week regarding the monkeys and typewriters. Let me nudge at it a bit. Remember there are uh, infinitely many things that are not the complete works of Shakespeare. God bless. Yeah, so my argument was um, g- even things that are statistically or as a matter of probability, very, very low likelihood uh, that given an infinite amount of chances, it's an, it's an all but certainty that it will happen eventually. That's usually the way oh, yeah. I look at the concept oh, yeah. of life on other planets in the context of a theoretically infinite universe, for example. In this case, True. the thing about that probability though, and this is the debate I've had with some friends about it, is in is infinity the numerator or the denominator in that probability. I tend to focus excuse me, sorry, bumping my own desk. I tend to focus on infinity as the numerator, as in how many chances you're gonna get. Yeah. Infinity as the denominator, as in how many things exist that aren't that, is also infinite. So we're kind of looking at a, a weird <laughs> infinity over infinity probability. And yeah, if you want to emphasize the other side of that piece of probability, that's exactly what he's doing. That if you had infinite chances for life on, other, on another planet or for monkeys to randomly write the complete works of Shakespeare, there's also an infinite list of Places that don't have life necessarily or things that aren't the complete works of Shakespeare. I don't know. I yeah. still I still tend to focus on the numerator, though. That infinite chances are likely to produce a result somewhere.
5: Well, infinite, yes. They necessarily would, right? Well, um in
0: theory, but there's a big debate about that theory, and he's making the other side of it.
5: Okay, I have all the information here. So he worked with Podesta to debunk Pizzagate. Ah. Uh-huh. And he, um, had written that 2018 article for Buzzfeed, um, where he was talking with a bunch of, um, fourth graders. It was like a viral conversation about books. So he has been charged with a bunch of counts of child porn, but it was really bad. It was boys as young as four being raped and forced to perform oral sex acts by adults. And in one of the, one of the videos that they found on his, um, IP, he was like video chatting with an 11 year old, like telling them what to do and stuff. This was he a also live, used to work- this
0: wasn't even just a, a photo or video content. He was having a live exchange with a kid.
5: Yes. Yeah. Wow. And um, he used to work as a camp counselor until 2020 or you Don't say. Wow. So I'm, yeah. So I'm sure that, um, I'm sure that he raped a whole bunch of kids and then he, he's debunking the PizzaGate gate thing with Podesta, but but I'm fucking crazy. I
0: wonder yeah. what they bonded over. I wonder how Podesta found him.
5: Yeah, how did they come guess, together?
0: What shared interest did they have? That I
5: know, right? Well, I mean, I think together. that when you're a pedophile, you probably have to have a network of people to share boys with. That's hmm. probably how they do it. That, that's what Pizza Cafe was about. Yako
0: 1977. The Pentagon has failed its sixth audit that missing money has likely been laundered away somewhere be it trillions in missing tax funded assets or feds inciting january 6th this government is out of control yeah unfortunately the consequences for failing an audit are uh zero when you are in the government on you know in this situation i i guess i'm more surprised to learn that the pentagon has passed audits in the past yeah really that's, that's shocking to me but dick boner says how the hell can the taliban out gay (laughs) our military that's a fair question i thought we had the gayest military on the globe yeah the geniuses in dc can't even get that right rollerblades are always gay regardless of what matt says i have never defended rollerblading what are you talking about
5: he he truly hasn't
0: rollerbladers uh in in well, rollerbladers are different from cyclists. Like, rarely have I seen rollerbladers actually block traffic. Rollerblading is uh, the sort of offense that is like just strictly visual in nature. I just can't stand the sight of a rollerblader. But the thing is that my hatred of rollerblading dates back to my days of skateboarding as a young man. Like, all skateboarders what? hate rollerbladers.
5: I used to love rollerblading. Ugh. I wish it would make a meaningful comeback.
0: It seems like it is. You need to go to cobble. Or Kandahar, or wherever that was filmed.
5: Who would have thought 2024 is the year of loving Muslims and rollerblading?
0: Blonde is getting all hot under her burqa on the Kabul street side, walking, watching them fly by extremely quickly on the rollerblades. Did
5: you see that video of that leftist chick who describes herself as like a queer trans whatever the fuck yeah slutbag whore uh, in a burqa?
2: Yeah, I, I, did, I saw yeah.
5: that and I was like, she looks a lot better. Really
0: <laughs> muslims will get this, this under control mind. yet yeah, yeah. They're, they're part of the way there
5: she can be one of 12 wives of a man that beats her into submission i'm, I'm here for it
0: hmm. uh well i suppose I, i'm interested in the beating part but i don't know about the rest
5: geordie laforge is all over it.
0: i can't make jokes like that though because if lavar burton is wrong then so am i
5: Listen, I, I don't want to be on a show with somebody that won't make the odd joke about beating.
0: Fair me. enough. We should be. All right. We'll we'll give Lavar a pass then. <laughs> uh, Haughty Twerkman says CPKC holiday train starts tomorrow. 191 uh, free concerts across 14 states and six provinces. Heart healthy food donations encourage Idahoans will have to take their potatoes north of Kingsgate. Oh. Uh, Oh, is this the the thing that we were talking? To? I I don't know what this is actually. What is the holiday train? This has been referenced before, but I thought it was Montana specific. This is a different holiday train, I guess. Canadian Pacific, wow. Kansas City. Uh so this is going to be like some sort of music event that tours by train or something. Is that what we're looking I don't at? no!
5: Oh, I gotta pee. Okay. Can we do a few more?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, hillbilly deluxe
5: stand up
0: good news on veterans day at 9 10 a.m i got my first buck ever downed my nephew and i were happy to bring home some meat for the freezer have a happy thanksgiving y'all going back in december for more well uh congratulations to you on that and uh one day i will become a successful hunter though uh, It wasn't that last year or this year that we're successful, but uh, I'll get there eventually. Congratulations, man! Over on well, let's check uh, Odyssey here before we head over to YouTube and Tippy. Mike Hawk, four twenty, blazing blonde. You're the closest woman I have ever seen to Murdoch Chan in real life. <laughs> Just use this particular slur. He requests unleash your inner Murdoch Chan and scream. <laughs> this slur that he's a fan of pretty please. And thank you. I will, uh, Michael, I'll, I'll circle back to your, your chat in a moment here. When blonde returns, uh, we're good on D live. Thank you guys over there over on YouTube and tippy uh, chimp in a bow tie says, Matt, I unsubbed from Tenet after my comments were deleted after your stream. That's not censorship or that's censorship. I expect from the left. I'm sure you have no say in it, but if I'm not welcome, yeah. I'm not watching. Sorry. Well, I hate to break the news to you, but uh, YouTube is the one deleting comments. We don't have anyone who who deletes comments. And unfortunately they've been doing that. YouTube's been doing that for years. You know, if, if you write a comment on this show, there's no guarantee that it's going to sit around because the likes of Susan WikiWiki Wiki and, uh, and Raja Mohan have been known to censor that for, for some time. Um, frankly, man, if you, if you think that we at Tenet are not pro free speech enough I don't know why Wait, wait, what
5: what is happening?
0: Uh he thinks that we deleted his comment on my stream, but nobody's deleting comments on Tenant's channel. My my guess is if if a comment has disappeared that that's just part of YouTube's automated uh comment deletion that they've been doing for yeah, some time. Yeah. Like I don't so. get a
5: lot of comments because I don't make content anymore, but every like once a month I'll go into my um spam or it's like spam comments, fucking filled with comments. Yeah. So things get automatically sent to that folder
0: yeah which is my guess as to what happened here uh, nobody's told you you're not welcome you're certainly welcome but if you don't want to watch the show that's that's also fine uh, and thanks for uh, thanks for supporting the show appreciate it iBot, uh, thank you for supporting the show as well very much appreciated oh I had one uh, over a billion two hundred a trillion two hundred billion dollars I have to read this to you because it was directed at you over on Odyssey Mike Hawk. 420 blazon blonde. You're the closest woman I've ever seen to Murdoch Chan in real life. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know specifically what Murdoch Chan is, but I assume uh, some sort of chat.
5: It's the chick from Murdoch Murdoch.
0: Oh, okay. I, I thought it was that. like a, a, a chat group organized around Murdoch Murdoch, but this is a character. No.
5: Yeah. Okay, Um I appreciate that. He says, uh
0: just use this particular, <laughs> he says there's a particular slur that he wants you to use. What is it? I I can't even I can't say it because Mahan will have my head. Well,
5: I can't read it, so and I Um, don't say racial slurs on command because there is a group of black guys that is really into me saying racist stuff that they use for sexual purposes, and every once they email me and ask me to call them monkeys, and I won't do. (laughs) I won't do it. If
0: you had to list the like the three I don't know two or three slurs you can't say, it's one of those.
5: Okay. Well,
0: it's not the N word. Cause you would have said the N word. It's not the N word. It's another slide, <laughs> but okay. we'll have to leave it at that. Thank you. Mike Hawk. Uh, Bill biz says regarding Israel, have you noticed that people who might not normally notice are noticing gotta be a silver lining?
5: Yeah. Well, totally.
0: I have, uh, I suppose the one thing I've noticed is, uh, and i know what you mean obviously i'm not oblivious to the point that he's making but the the one thing that's fascinating about all of this conflict is the like just from a, a an outside observer perspective not even a taking sides perspective but the fractures among communities yeah it, it, this is not like a left right thing really i mean i guess kind of but but not strictly speaking uh, and so it's been it's been fascinating to watch for that reason. But I, for, from my perspective, it's it's just really frustrating to see fractures among people who otherwise agree on like 90 plus percent of things be so oftentimes emotionally disagreeable about what is a foreign conflict that will forever frustrate me. It's not that you can't have an opinion. Why don't you think that. it's
5: awesome? This is the only time that people have been allowed to talk about Israel. The only time without getting their lives absolutely destroyed. Think about all the people that came before this time in history who got fucking ruined for saying any of the stuff that Paul Joseph Watson is saying right now. It's crazy. Do you remember Rage After Storm? That girl's life, 19-year-old girl, destroyed.
0: I remember the name, but I can't remember what she said. What did she say?
5: She was talking about the Jews and linked to the daily to the Daily Stormer in like twenty sixteen. You remember Lauren Rose? Remember I do what remember her. With, I thought she just ran away. Or did she
0: get like something happened no, she, to
5: her? I mean, she I think she decided to go away because it, it was just too it was just too hot. Kevin McDonald, life ruined. Although he's sitting pretty and he's well respected, so probably not. But you know, uh, and what and what about Kanye? Nick Fuentes. <coughs> Um, I think that this is awesome. It's like people, people have been saying this stuff for years. Their lives are getting destroyed and their lives aren't getting destroyed anymore. And people like Media Matters and the ADL and the SPLC, they're just not going to have the power to ruin our lives anymore because um, shame only works on white people <laughs> and it's not working anymore because the, the, there are leftists that are totally invested in this conflict and Jews. Did you, did you see that uh, interview with Candace Owens and Norm Finkelstein? No, he is this um the most Jewish guy I've ever seen. He spent half the time being like, well, "My parents died in the Holocaust and were made in the lampshades," and whatever. But he is so anti-Israel, um, because of the war crimes that they're committing against uh, people in the Gaza Strip. And he just talked about it for like two hours. She just like said nothing. I'm like, this is destroying the leftist narrative, and people are going to be able to say whatever they want to online. Like, I I am I think it's awesome. This is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, well, for, just for the sake of, of, of free speech and the battle of ideas, I will always support an expanded Overton window or an, an expansion of, of what, you know what yeah. is considered acceptable discussion,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, even if that includes discussion that people think is hateful or bad or whatever, as we're going to get to with bin Laden shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I guess what I mean is I'm just frustrated that this level of concern, this level of passion largely escapes a lot of domestic issues in a country that is suffering and yep. declining and being destroyed in so many different ways. I'm not saying like you can't have an opinion about Israel Palestine or that you're stupid to or something like that. I fully understand why people are care about this issue. Um I it's just it's it it frustrates me to see people who agree on domestic matters and how our country ought to be run or ought to be managed having like friendship ruining fights or fights that will ruin their future cooperation over over a foreign conflict in which, strictly speaking, we are not a a party. I guess as a practical matter, we are. By We are a party, though.
4: But
5: and that's the thing. it's become a domestic matter because of how censored we are talking about it and because of how financially involved we are in the region. Uh, So I think that people are appropriately treating this like it is an important foreign and domestic
0: issue. Uh, where did I leave off? Oh, oh uh, Long Don John. Okay, gang, you heard it here first. The Daily Wire is officially a black chick free zone. <laughs> but first, <laughs> a word from our sponsors, the fine folks at Lockheed Martin. You're in a hat. Well, frankly, I thought the Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens split was going to happen as a result of the Kanye stuff. Of course, it flared up this week. Regarding uh, just stuff that she's tweeted, and then Ben having that video of him saying that she's uh, that her opinions lack sophistication, and um, and that she is she was disgraceful. Disgraceful was the word he used. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I did. I, I didn't. I wasn't clear on his role in the company. Now Jeremy Boring is saying that he doesn't have the authority to fire Candace Owens, nor that does that was Daily shocking or. to me. Yeah, he's, he's not an executive, I guess, at this point, even though he's one of the co-founders of the company. Uh, Jeremy Boring did say that even if Ben Shapiro could fire Candace, he wouldn't, which I just don't believe. Like, I believe that Jeremy Boring doesn't want to fire Candace or the executives yeah. in place now don't want to. But if Ben Shapiro had the fire Candace button, <laughs> he's not pushing mm-hmm. that button. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I guarantee you he's pushing that button. But For sure, that's just my speculation. Uh, a dime short. That? A time short. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, let's see. You want to circle back on these or should we read a few more?
5: Let's circle back. Okay. Circle back. Uh,
0: thank you guys for your support for the show. Very much appreciated. But uh, I want to um, talk about I'll have to uh, just
5: circle back with you. I
0: want to talk about bin Laden's letter to America mm-hmm. because this was the other controversy this week that um that at least certain takes on it really annoyed me. Um of course uh, Bin Laden's letter to America trended on TikTok. People were reading this letter that Bin Laden wrote in 2002 in which he describes his motivations for organizing and conducting the 9/11 terrorist attacks. And the trend was censored in various ways. TikTok removed the hashtag people that were that people were using. Uh TikTok removed that hashtag from circulation. And because many of these TikTok users were using the Guardian's post of the letter for reference, the Guardian then removed the letter from its website, even though they've been hosting it for 20 years. But now it's bad. And frankly, there was just a lot of pearl clutching about even discussing this letter at all. And I'm not naming names, even though some names have already been named. (laughs) But certain commentators were giving the impression that all these TikTokers were saying that bin laden is awesome or something or rah-rah bin laden we love bin laden or that the 9-11 attacks were were good or deserved or something like that i'm sure there may be a few but even in the examples provided by a lot of these commentators i did not hear people saying 9-11 was awesome deserved bin laden was right about committing that attack or something Overwhelmingly, the TikTok clips I have heard and seen are people discussing bin Laden's motivations as he described them and seeking to understand those motivations. And sometimes, yes, even agreeing with the motivations, if not the violence that was committed on behalf of them. And by the way, you are allowed to do that. You are allowed to yeah, say, even though this guy committed a terrible act, when he says two plus two equals four, he's not wrong because that's true.
5: You and are allowed not, to hold it, that position. I don't even know if that's a correct characterization of what was going on. I think that most people were just like, we were clearly lied to about the nature of this situation. A crucial point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, uh, especially for young people um, is it really helps develop their, um, their political orientation, whether or not they're being told the truth about uh, matters in which they're really emotionally invested.
0: And to be clear, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying bin Laden Bin Laden's letter is the truthful equivalent of two plus two equals four. That's not my argument. I'm just saying just because a guy committed an atrocity doesn't mean that every single thing he's ever said is pure nonsense or that he had incoherent motivations for for what he did. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of value in understanding the motivations for why he did what he did. Why, for example, does everyone want to see the transgender school shooters manifesto beyond what we've seen in the leaks lately?
5: Because we want to know. We want to know
0: why. Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. Mm -hmm. uh, Brenton Tarrant. Why do we want to read these manifestos whenever these attacks happen? It's to understand why people commit these attacks. And this case is no different. We should understand bin Laden's motives because 9-11 was so terrible not despite that but because 9-11 was so terrible if you'd like to stop 9-11 next time or reduce the likelihood of 9-11 happening next time we should understand those who did it and why they did it and what their thinking is in that process if you want to defeat an enemy it's best to understand the enemy in other words you, you don't say well those people are out to kill us, so we better just ignore them and n- not understand their thinking or their weaknesses or any ways to address the issue at all. That's a way of guaranteeing that you will become victimized by those people again. So we shouldn't be ignoring bin Laden's what is effectively a manifesto here. Because what he did was so bad, we should understand bin Laden for exactly that reason, actually. If we, if we don't understand why something like 9-11 happened, we're, we're setting ourselves up to have something like it happen again. Now, as far as the, um, the content of the letter, I'm not even sure what parts of the letter I can show. And really, the content of it is, is not strictly relevant in the points that I'm discussing here. But the letter itself is only a couple of pages. You can still read it in various places online. The main ideas, uh, as I mean, when Bin Laden is addressing this question of why he fights and opposes the U.S., Uh, is because of U.S. attacks and involvement in the Middle East, specifically in the Israel-Palestine conflict. But he also mentions Somalia, uh, Chechnya, Lebanon, some other places. He condemns the U.S. for setting up puppet governments in Muslim countries, preventing those Muslim countries from uh, establishing the Islamic Sharia law that they want. He explains why he thinks this justifies attacks on American civilians. He says it's because... American, the American citizens constantly advertise, or as they constantly advertise, uh, Americans pick their own leaders in government. Yeah, The American people have chosen, consented to, and affirmed their support for all of the aggressions in the Muslim world, says bin Laden in the letter. He says the American people are the ones who pay the taxes that fund the planes that bomb Afghanistan and other countries. So do I have to agree with this argument that he's making that that justifies killing 3000 civilians to understand the perspective for why he'd do it? No, no, but it is wise for me to understand why he would do that. Yeah. And, and we, this is the point that you were making and I think it is crucial. Um, we were told for years when, when you and I were in high school and, and all this stuff was happening with the war in Iraq and, uh, the the case for more us interventionism in the middle east uh well why why does the muslim world hate us they hate us for our freedom they hate us because we have so much wealth and I, the closest thing to that in bin laden's letter here is him talking about us stealing their oil or their resources but it's yeah. not about freedom and it's not about wealth he's talking about it's
5: about oh the west encroaching on their freedoms
0: yes uh and, and that's why I hate this pearl clutching about reading this and trying to understand it. It's not promoting terrorist ideology. It's understanding it so we can minimize the likelihood of having it happen again. And I, I say really you
5: pulled, I saw you pull this Ron Paul clip chef's kiss. I
0: just happened to, to see Paul. it in people discussing this on, on Twitter, but, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I really don't understand that because again, that's a name names, but I've heard people simultaneously arguing. We have to see the Nashville manifesto stop talking about bin laden's letter yeah how do you square that
5: no
0: i i I really don't get it um but yeah this ron paul clip not that you know ron paul is but a man he is not uh i'm not trying to act like he's perfect on everything all the time even though i generally am a fan of his philosophy but few people have takes that age as finely as ron paul's when you go back and listen Here he is during a Republican primary debate during the 2008 election cycle on exactly this issue, Uh, what we're doing in uh, the Middle East and how that motivates terrorists to try to attack us.
1: Have you ever read about the reasons they attacked us? They they attack us because we've been over there. We've been bombing Iraq for 10 years. Right now, we're building an embassy in Iraq that's bigger than the Vatican. We're building 14 permanent bases. What would we say here if China was doing this in our country or in the Gulf of Mexico? We would be objecting. We need to look at what we do from the perspective of what would happen if somebody else did it to us. Are you suggesting we invited the 9-11 attacks, sir? I'm, I'm suggesting that we listen to the people who attacked us and the reason they did it. And they are delighted that we're over there because Osama bin Laden has said, I am glad you're over on our sand because we can target you so much easier. If we think that we can do what we want around the world and not incite hatred, then we, then we have a problem. They don't come here to attack us because we're rich and we're free. They come and they, they attack us because we're over there.
5: That is ah, God. You gotta love Ron Paul. He's always been a beacon of truth. Hasn't he?
0: Excuse me. It's going to be a miracle if I make it through this stream with <laughs> my voice intact at all, probably still, it probably isn't really intact, but it's not um, so bad. if you go back and listen to that debate clip, uh, after he said that I cut this out for time, but Rudy Giuliani responded and Rudy Giuliani ridiculed Ron Paul for claiming that bombing Iraq led to 9-11 and he said something to the effect of I've heard I've heard a lot of insane explanations for 9-11 but I've never heard anything that silly so I would ask the congressman to retract that statement Giuliani went after him to try to get him to take it back on the spot Ron Paul responded but then I I got to I I was curious because I thought well yeah maybe that is kind of weird because of course we invaded Iraq in what 2003 that seems uh, that was a response to 9-11 right not a cause Mm -hmm. of 9-11 I actually was unaware of this history, which is, I should be aware of it because I lived through this, even though I was 10 or 11 years old. But, um, but yeah, when he talks about bombing Iraq for the last decade, again, when he said that in we bombed
5: the shit out of Iraq. Yeah.
0: We were doing this in 1998 during Clinton's impeachment scandal. Yeah. We were bombing Iraq, killing something like, what well, was 242 to 1400 Iraqi soldiers killed or wounded. And I didn't mm-hmm. see anything in here. Um, about civilian deaths but i assume there had to be some in that
5: yep, scenario totally.
0: but uh but yeah we, we we've been doing a lot of bombing for a long time specifically in the place that ron paul was talking about and then you go back and look at bin laden's letter and he's describing aggressions in iraq as part of his reasons so for ron ron paul to be ridiculed on the spot there as though what he's saying has no basis in fact was kind of telling but i think what's important to ask ourselves here why is it so important that we all believe the reason for 9-11 was some silly simple propaganda point like they hate us for our freedom and not the detailed explanation from the guy who told us why he did it 9-11 is terrible either way of course it's not about debating whether it was justified or or not it's just about understanding why it happened and it's important to to ask ourselves why are we supposed to have this made up understanding of why it happened and not the the understanding as described by the guy who did it with one important qualifier that i know you had mentioned um you uh, you entertain the possibility that the letter from bin laden is not even real that it's fake or he didn't write it
5: well yeah i mean leftists are simultaneously complaining about the far right weaponizing bin laden's letter but also they're complaining about people on the far right endorsing the conspiracy theory that Mossad did 9-11. It's like, well, you got to pick one here. So I did see a lot of people online on the far right be like, listen, like, Bin Laden didn't do 9-11. This letter must be fake. Um, so today I'm, like, looking around for sources or whatever for this. And I, I go to the ADL's website. They have a whole page outlining, like, with a lot of supporting points, these conspiracy theories of Mossad doing 9-11. But they have all the supporting it's like the most comprehensive and compact information regarding Israel being involved in 9-11 I've ever seen. I'm like, why would you guys do this? And it it was pretty convincing. You guys should check it out. It's on the ADL website. Um, The general idea is, you know, behind uh, behind this is that Osama bin Laden, that the letter was part of the supporting evidence leading the American public away from the trail of Israel's involvement. In which case it couldn't possibly be, be real, but i don't i don't know i haven't seen any specific um, reports or accusations about about who wrote it
0: yeah, i don't know i mean if you were trying i guess my counter to that would be if you were trying to give a false understanding or a false impression about who's responsible, why would you do it in this way that implicates the u s uh to that degree why wouldn't you why wouldn't you right. pursue the the propaganda line of i guess why wouldn't you promote that simple propaganda of we hate you for your freedom we hate you because you're rich or maybe that would just be too obvious
5: yeah yeah i mean i think it was probably a little a little bit too obvious um so i don't know i, I guess i wonder if people think that this was Masad's doing or if this was american government that released the letter but it seems like the general consensus is that people think that osama bin laden so
0: I just, I, yeah, I I take it as presented that he wrote it, but you know, I'm not an expert on it. They
5: took it it off the guardian website.
0: Yeah. Even though it's been up there for two decades now, it's uh, now it's gone and it's, it's too much to deal with apparently. But um, Mm -hmm. all right. uh, Another story here and then we'll get into hoax hate. Uh, In Los Angeles, a homeowner and a father named Vince Ricci says his concealed carry permit has been temporarily suspended days after he used the gun or his gun to defend himself and his family from robbers trying to raid his home. The incident happened on November 4th. So here's video of the story uh, that he made in cooperation with the NRA.
4: LA criminals came to my home, pointed guns in my chest. After successfully defending my home and my family and my five-month-old child, California has now decided to suspend my Second Amendment. It was a quiet evening, and as I was coming home from the gym, two armed men, masked, hopped over the wall, ran down on me with guns, and the most terrifying part was my wife and my five-month-old baby were on the other side of that door. In an effort to protect my family, I drew my gun, and returned gunfire as a result of that night the California government has temporarily suspended my ability to concealed carry this is an attempt to make me vulnerable at a time that is critical that i maintain my ability to protect my family they'd rather leave me out there to dry and let my family become a statistic my situation is unique because it happened at my front door all on camera but this happens time and time again all over the country and others get caught on camera and people sweep it under the rug because it doesn't behoove their political agenda. I used to walk in this house. It's my nice beautiful house that I built for my family. And now I walk into a war zone.
5: Wow. Good for him.
0: Now, originally, the most shocking piece of that story to me was that someone had a concealed carry permit in L.A. Yeah, in really? Place.
5: How? How did he manage to do that? Was he like but, ex-military or something?
0: Well, I don't know his, his history But um, California's concealed carry permits are issued at the discretion of the the sheriff in each county. Mm. So some sheriffs are more two-way friendly than others. And apparently L.A. County, it's actually been more possible than other places, say like San Francisco Bay Area counties. Uh, But Ricci does say it did take months for him to obtain his permit. In this particular incident, the concealed carry permit is not actually relevant legally because – in in California, anybody over eighteen can legally carry firearms on private property
5: oh, okay. uh, and
0: residences without a permit. So it's not like he was illegally or legally carrying, or there's a dispute about that that he had his gun on on his own property at his own home. There's dispute about the reason that now after the event, the sheriff's department is suspending his concealed carry permit, his ability to carry elsewhere uh, in California off his property and Ricci says it is solely that they did this to him solely because he had to use his gun in his own defense the, uh, the sheriff's department in LA County is saying no we, we suspended it because of how he treated uh, police officers of LAPD who showed up to investigate the incident at his house three days later and what did he do to these LAPD officers did he point a gun at them and say get off my lawn or something well, the sheriff's department says he, quote, yelled at them. They don't specify what he yelled. I didn't realize there was a yelling Second Amendment exception yeah, really. either. Um, shall not be infringed unless you yell at police officers, then infringe away. I'm actually uh, surprised that that L.A. District Attorney George Gascone hasn't found a way to prosecute this guy, a way to charge him for shooting at robbers on his own property. You can see in the video there were many shots fired. Uh, I'm not clear if, if anybody actually got hit. Richie says he doesn't know if, if he hit either of the, the robbers. They did flee. How
5: can nobody know this?
0: I don't know. I mean, they, they, they escaped off the property, so if he did hit them, he didn't hit them fatally, at least in that moment.
5: But wouldn't there be blood or some evidence? If there was no blood, you have to think they probably would not.
0: I, I would assume, yeah, if there's no evidence of any kind that there was a, a hit to you know, a clean hit on any part of the body in that way. You'd think there'd be evidence of some of that, but anyway, so I have to keep an eye on that. I, it's not, (laughs) this story is (laughs) one of those where it's like, okay, I could envision them having a a plausible reason otherwise, but if your reason is he yelled at us, well, sorry, that's not a reason to strip a guy of, of his rights, especially after he's gone through the legal process in California, which is a months long affair. Um, just yelling at people is not, is not, reason to revoke their rights in that way so i I find the sheriff's department their explanation to be kind of odd like if you're gonna if that's the reason that's still not good you you understand like that's still a bad bad excuse for that behavior anyway uh got a couple cases of hoax hate Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? In La Jolla, California, this is north of San Diego. La Jolla? Oh, sorry. La La Jolla. (laughs) I should know better. But, you know, I am. So nice there. Thank you for correcting me. I am the epitome of correct pronunciation.
5: <laughs> okay, it does look like La Jolla. It yeah, is I, the nicest, richest part of maybe the entire state. If that in
0: La Jolla, California, north of San Diego, an unidentified eighth grader called JA has been suspended from school for allegedly wearing blackface to a local high school football game. In October or on October 13th, JA showed up for the game, the football game with dark face paint covering his cheeks and chin the boy's father said it was a fun great night without any trouble he says a black security guard even encouraged his son to put more to put on more face paint i always I no no you don't understand a black guy was into it so it's fine like, you don't have to make that argument but okay uh, one week after the game the principal at ja's middle school called the boy and his parents to a meeting to inform them that the student is suspended from school for two days and banned from attending any future athletic events, uh, which I find confusing. He's banned from attending any future athletic events. Does that mean that he can't play sports either? He can't attend if he can't. And how long is that in effect for? Is that a permanent I ban? I don't know. But uh, in paperwork, the principal listed the reason for this suspension as quote, offensive comment intent to harm. So this, Alleged blackface is an offensive comment with intent to harm. The principal says the face paint is especially offensive because the opposing team in the football game is from a largely black school. This is now a First Amendment controversy with FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, now representing the boy and his family against the school. FIRE says that J.A.'s appearance emulated the style of eye black worn by many athletes. And the First Amendment protects JA's right to non disruptive expression. Fire refers to Supreme Court precedent that previously protected students' rights to wear black armbands in protest of the Vietnam War. Fire sent a letter to the school. The school denied Fire's request to overturn the suspension, so now FIRE has sent another letter. Unclear if there will be legal action in this case, but I know oh
5: noticed- what a waste of everybody's time.
0: He missed like the entire—you know—he missed his his upper lip and kind of the space under his lower lip down to his chin. If he was really going for blackface, he didn't do a very good job.
5: He did not. Huh?
0: I hope—I don't know. This is a great trolling opportunity for other kids at this school. They should all show up, all of them, with nothing like blackface. Covering black eye black, whatever the just everybody wear eye black, fully covering every inch of your face to the next game. They can't suspend all of you. Do it for your friend J A.
5: Do it for J A. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, One other one here in North Olmsted, Ohio, outside of Cleveland, a 20 year old man named Hesham Ayad was arrested on Tuesday. For lying to police about being the victim of a hate crime involving supposed anti Palestinian slurs, Ayad and CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, claimed in an October 23 press release that Ayad was walking on a road in the afternoon of October 22nd when someone driving a dark SUV pulled up to him and began yelling at him. Ayad said the driver made anti Palestinian statements like, kill all Palestinians long live Israel, and others, and then swerved his car to intimidate him. The driver then allegedly turned around and hit Ayad while shouting, die. Okay. Kerr even provided a photo of Ayad at the hospital wearing a neck brace. Well, after police investigators viewed multiple video sources in the area, they concluded that Ayad lied about being struck by a vehicle and also lied about the verbal attacks because his injuries were sustained in a violent fight that Ayad had with his brother, as seen on video surveillance. So, this guy got his ass kicked by his brother and made up some excuse to save face and went to CARE to make a public show of it. Ayad is now charged with making false alarms, falsification, obstructing official business, domestic violence, and assault. Ayad's 19 year old brother, Khalil, is also charged with domestic violence and assault. And then, in a statement from CARE, I love this CARE promotes this false story clearly trying to generate sympathy for their Muslim activism. And then when it's, when it's proven to be false and made up, they don't have anything to say about it. They say they issued a statement that didn't acknowledge their own lies. They just said, quote, our understanding is that the brothers have secured their own legal counsel. We do not know anything more about the nature of the charges. Okay. <laughs> Very convenient. Okay. Anything you have to say about uh, Ayad and in North Olmstead? Okay, well, let's get to the movie review, then.
2: In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review.
0: This week's movie is the 2000 Christopher Nolan psychological thriller Memento, in which a guy with short-term memory loss hunts down his wife's murderer while bad actors take advantage of him. From movie picker Alex M., a great story of revenge and morality that has always made me question what is perceived and what motivations people might have, and that underestimating anyone or anything can be a fatal mistake with dire consequences. As always, we have a couple AI art contributions from <laughs> Jamie and Jamie. Weird. Gina- oh, I didn't set this up so I can make them larger. My my. My mistake, but uh, you get the the images there and uh, you look
5: like you know, Steve Buscemi in this
0: <laughs> kind of I was joking that the one that, you know, the one where I had you can see his tattoo that says John G raped and murdered my wife. That's actually just a super chat tattooed on my <laughs> on my chest. I have that for real. That's not even part of the movie. Uh, and as always, we have a video contribution as well.
5: Weird. Did you lose your pen? Well, that's too bad, freak. Otherwise, you could write yourself a little note about how much Natalie hates your retarded guts and that I called your wife a fucking whore.
4: Hey, don't say another fucking word.
5: About your horrible wife? <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
0: <laughs> unfortunately, Awful. I'm told that that's going to have to be the last video face swap, which bums me out. Oh, thank vid- God. The videos I thought have been hilarious, but apparently there's some kind of copyright issue with the AI tool that is used to create them. Ooh. <sighs> so the videos have to go away, but we can still do photos.
5: Fine.
0: But uh, as always, your review and your rating.
5: Okay. Um this actually reminded me a lot of Fight Club. Mm-hmm. The cinematography and jumping timeline and the lucid dreamlike storyline, but I liked it a lot better than I liked Fight Club. Um I kind of wish that nolan would have focused more on the horrors of memory loss like his identity they touched on it a little bit but i wish that it would have been more it was a psychological thriller so like that's why i like the story about sammy because it got more into how it was affecting his personal relationships um i suppose i like the twist but i also found it implausible that he would just send himself on this maddening wild goose chase where people were getting killed and shit just to retain his happiness he literally said like so i can be happy it's like bro you're not you're not gonna be happy like wouldn't you just be happier in a low stress life situation where you could handle this short-term memory loss um i don't know i didn't hate it i thought it was overrated i've seen it before but it's been so long that it was like watching it for the first time i gave it a three Okay. I'm never confident in my ratings.
0: Yeah, you revise them all the time. You have a prediction for what I thought.
5: I don't. I I don't know. I would imagine that you thought it was okay if I had to guess.
0: I mostly hated this movie.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, and I,
0: right. I, I knew pretty early on because I thought, oh, great. We're doing some artsy, like, reverse presentation thing. A reverse chronological order. And I whenever i get a bad impression to start a movie i try not to let that taint the rest of the movie because there have been movies where my opinion has changed quite significantly by the end but this this was not one and uh but there were a couple things i enjoyed about it the plot twist is okay uh you know now we we find out that leonard is sammy and sammy is just a memory that he made up to repress the reality of what he did to his wife and Yeah, I didn't really see that coming, and yeah, there are interesting questions there about how reliable memory and witness testimony really are, and as a general rule, they're not very reliable. But to me, that was a really tiny payoff, considering the confusing, disjointed nonsense plot that really takes more effort to follow than is necessary. So the only scene that I really enjoyed was the scene that we just saw with the AI face swap, the fight between Natalie and leonard because it had this series of great lines that culminates with you know what causes short-term memory loss venereal, venereal disease.
5: disease maybe
0: your cunt of a fucking wife sucked one too many diseased cocks and turned you into a fucking retard <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and she then he really try to
5: get it in the face he
0: punches her in the face yeah that was, that was a pretty great scene actually mm. so that was about it for what i enjoyed as far as what i didn't enjoy it's like okay yeah we get it you can't remember stuff there's this constant internal monologue going on he's, he's on this constant quest to snap polaroids and write notes and so you end up with that kind of joe biden style transcript what day is it where am i who's that guy what am i doing here where's the pen i need a pen and it's like i i know you guys i know the the movie is supposed to really lean into the idea that he has this short term memory loss and he has to constantly remind himself because that's what day to day existence is like for this guy. Doesn't mean it's entertaining. Doesn't mean I find a lot of value in it. I find that actually really repetitive and really boring. Then the way he can't remember doesn't make any sense to me anyway. So uh, he's constantly explaining the rules of his memory loss to other people in the movie or do I hate
5: it when directors do that. Or it's do like you, you have yeah. to explain it to the audience? Yeah. And
0: he, or do you, the, the viewer, but then he's breaking these rules seemingly frequently. He drives around all the time, which I understand maybe there would be ways to accommodate that. But like in the scene with Natalie, they have the fight and then she leaves for literally like all of a minute. And he's saying, where's a pen? I need a pen. I got to write this down. Where's a pen? She walks in a minute later and she's beaten up and he's saying, what happened to you? Because he forgot that he yeah. just kicked her ass. How do you yeah. drive around and remember where you're going if you forget a minute later where you're going and you can't Huge. write it down? Yeah. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. The premise oh, is also,
5: lo- you know, short-term memory is only two minutes long, tops. Mm. So he was he was really breaching that a lot.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I didn't know. I guess I didn't know the, the, the definition or like what the the time definition on short-term versus long-term memory is. But the premise is he remembers nothing after the attack on his wife. Well, then how does he have the the memory of Sammy to suppress in the first place? Because that would have happened after the attack on his wife. And then Leonard kills Jimmy at the end and Leonard tells Teddy about the $200,000 in Jimmy's car. But Leonard at that point has already forgotten that he killed Jimmy. So he forgot that he killed Jimmy, but he remembers that Jimmy has $200,000. There's all kinds of these inconsistencies that are just maddening. And just most fundamentally, how does he remember that he even has this condition at all? He remembers nothing after the attack, but he remembers that he has this condition on the spot every time. He has a long list of things that he remembers in violation of the supposed rules of this short-term memory loss. And it just makes for frustrating, inconsistent viewing. Now I know that there's a potential explanation for that, which I'll get to in a moment, but first I want to talk about the organization of the story. Just because most stories are told chronologically doesn't mean that there's inherent value in doing the opposite that, Telling a story in reverse is automatically creative or inventive or something like that. Just cause it's different doesn't mean it's good. For example, you can, you can paint the sky green and the grass blue. Does that actually add value or does it just make the presentation more confusing than it needs to be? And so my question for people that think that's cool is what does that actually add? Cause I'm unclear about that. Telling this story in reverse order, you could have had the same plot points presented normally, but it's just a mediocre story. A guy thought that another guy killed his wife, but it turns out, yeah. no. turns out he did it himself and repressed the memory. The end. Mm-hmm. Okay. You tell that story forward, backward, whatever way you want. It's still just a shrug and a who cares story to me. So I don't, I'm not even asking rhetorically. Do you have an answer for that? Quite? Like, do you, do you think that the, the order of the story added something to this movie that would have, would not have been there if they told it in a different order?
5: Well, they kind of had to tell it backwards to some degree right and i did kind of like how that mirrored his own memory loss it gave the viewer that kind of um uncertainty about what the hell was going on that he must be experiencing which i kind of liked hmm. um i don't know um, it was meta i guess
2: i guess the,
0: the- And then my last point of criticism is one I often have with movies that I think just try to be overly complicated or try to get you to invent your own story to explain things. People who defend this movie will look at a lot of the the points I made prior about the rules of his memory loss and say, well, that's because Leonard actually is faking his condition like he implicitly accused Sammy of doing. And so when it looks like he's breaking the rules, that's actually just kind of breaks in his own faking of that condition maybe but if if that's the intent i still hate it i i hate it when movies ask me to make up some grand story to explain the holes in what the writers themselves created like i don't want to sit i don't want to have to put together a puzzle to find a good story i want someone to tell me a good story in a movie i don't want to do the writer's job for them and so if that's the intent i still don't like that yeah and so But for a few points of entertainment, uh, I did not enjoy this movie. And I gave it a, uh, did you give a it I gave it a two. It's not the full hate, okay. but it's a two.
5: I understand.
2: It's definitely enough
5: for me, dog.
0: I wrote okay. the obligatory. I wish I had short term memory loss so I could forget watching this piece <laughs> of crap. Anyway, uh, what's what, next? Next is um, In the Mouth of Madness which I have not heard mm-hmm. of, but it's uh, isn't this John Carpenter or something? Uh,
5: I don't know. I have not seen it. And it's
0: got it. Sam Neill from Jurassic park in it. Oh, okay. But as far as the audience reception, people like this movie a lot more than I do. They gave it fours and fives, generally speaking, not a, not a ton of hate. So I guess I'm in the minority. on Memento. Uh, and yeah, I don't know much about the mouth of madness in the mouth of madness, but we'll watch that this week. And then we have a fresh set of nominations for December from listener Steven. Those nominations are to die for death becomes her the quick and the dead, the craft barbed wire, return of the living dead three, which I'm told is its own independent story. So we'll allow the sequel in this case, um, the long kiss, Goodnight," species, or of course you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top rated movie instead. Uh, and as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do all of those things, is in my weekly movie review column, linked in the description, and on the homepage of the website. That is com or mattis.k <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no. That's, no, we can... We need to get to super chat. That's what I'm trying to say. We did it. Yeah,
5: we did it. I I did not know if the show was going to happen today.
0: We're still not finished up, but uh, <laughs> I That's still true. might die on stream. We don't know.
5: DVT. Yeah. Oh, I can use the sounders now. I just blew it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Hit it yourself if you want. Where did I leave off on chat here?
5: Um, let's see. I
0: sound like Leonard. Where am I? Who is? What, what is this? What's what, going on? What? Why? Uh, long, why long is this job? woman here? Who is she? Ooh, long gone, John, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. The last one I read. I think I. the first one I need to read is Mojack 420. I beat you okay. both. Uh, best side effect from my T-cells transplant. You have the cognitive ability of Joe Biden and walk around like a Roomba. So I'm lucky... <sighs> Maybe I too can be president. Yeah. Well,
5: you can dream big. (laughs) I
0: I hope you're doing well, man. I know it's been a rough go for, for health for you. So I hope the situation is as good as it's, it can be. And I I hope for a full recovery. And thanks for supporting the show.
5: Uh, Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Thank you very Mm -hmm. much. Uh, Laurel. I appreciate you too doing the show. Even though you're both sick, much love. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. The day to thank God you're an American. I hope you feel better by Thursday. Thank you so much. Me too. I oh. hope so
0: too. Thanksgiving day would Thanksgiving. be disastrous, but thank you, Laurel. And of course, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as well. And, uh, I appreciate your appreciation. Whenever I'm sick like this, like I'm under no illusion. I understand. It's like for a lot of people, it's ear blood. It's like, it's hard to listen to a voice that is not at full strength. And, uh, but so no, I always no. wonder, it's like, if I don't do the show, people are going to be mad. Cause I'm like bitching out, you know, <laughs> but if I do do the show, Uh, people will be mad because my voice sounds like shit. So I have to. No, it's not your fault. Have to have to take the pick. but consistency is key. I will, unless I'm dead, I'm gonna do the show. DBT, sore throat, lost voice, whatever. I'm gonna do the show.
5: Um. Oh shoot! Sorry, I just clicked out of here. Uh, Daniel Yeager says, "Congrats to Javier Malay in Argentina." I've been following some of these base takes on Twitter. Um, check it out if you haven't. Bocebus Blanc. Yeah. Oh, did,
0: did you hear about that? So this libertarian candidate won in, uh, yeah. sorry, why do I still have memento on the screen? It's because my brain is shot. Um, This libertarian candidate won in Argentina, which I don't know anything about this guy, but that's, it's supposed to be something of a political upset or a political surprise. Yeah. So yeah. I'll have to check in on that.
5: Um, two weeks ago blonde you said you might rebrand yourself after this week's implosion do you still feel this way are you going to turn it up a couple notches make emily yukas blush matt red lip um i don't think so i mean i feel like the time to do that was when it was brave now it's really not i honestly i just need to see how it goes with this baby and what kind of baby she is before i make any major career decisions um, because it might it might be that she's not like Emmeline, and I can't do anything for two years. But she might be easy like Emmeline, and then I can get back into swing Oh Ryan Haas, a contribution for the cough drop fund. Hmm. Hope you both can get some rest this week. Thank you, I appreciate it.
4: We love you. You're very special. I, th- I think I'll oh, be. Mo-
0: I I'm better today than I was yesterday, so I think I'll be clear of this well, by tomorrow I'm or worse. Tuesday.
5: Yeah. Disgusting. Incomitant hands. Thanks to Calvin for giving Matt meaning. Thanks to Ping2 for giving Matt, Calvin and more. Thanks to Blonde for red-pilling Matt. But a big thanks to Ryan for saving his annoying yet endearing sister, which started it all. <laughs> God bless. Wow,
0: that is a comprehensive history of we the We love families, you. So You're very special. Thank you, Thank you as well.
5: <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Uh, Citizen 7. Hey guys, just wanted to wish you both your families and everyone watching a happy Thanksgiving Day weekend. Cheers. Thank happy so Thanksgiving
0: much. to you as well. Appreciate it
5: moist farts matt what are your opinion on on your dagger i've thoroughly enjoyed mine and never could get into the micro nine platform a a concealed carry weapon should have a substantial grip it should be like grabbing blonde's big ass basketball american nose you can't miss it it will go back to normal okay look at that big ass look at that big juicy booty
0: your nose or your ass will go back to normal
5: I hope you see me try to get out of this chair. This pregnancy is a disaster.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Once, once the chair sticks to you, when you get up to pee, then we know it's, it's time. It's time (sighs) for this baby to be welcomed to this world.
5: I'm only 31 weeks. I can be pregnant for for like three more
0: months. My opinion on the dagger is to be determined because with everything going on, it has not had range time yet. It's actually still fresh in the box. Uh, But the reason that I picked it up is because it was too good of a deal to refuse, and I would like to have some Glock clone guns around. So assuming that it uh, shoots like a Glock, and uh, I have no reason to think that it won't, um, that's just fine with me. Uh, Glocks are not necessarily my favorite shooters as far as feel, but I tend to actually shoot them better than, than other guns. And I'm not a, a great handgun shot, but as far as like best handgun performance for me, actually that tends to be Glocks quite frequently. And of course um, the platform is great. Like the the Glock platform and all the all the parts you can get for them and all the customizability. So for me, that the Dagger was um, more of just like a bargain buy than like a, a practical use thing at this point. And, um, and so I wouldn't be able to tell you like, am I satisfied with its reliability and its performance? Don't know yet. But the, in general... The um the Glock 19 platform works just fine for me, and so that's that's the reason that I picked it up. Jay Munson uh, is next.
5: Javier, is it Malay? Am I saying this incorrectly? I
0: don't know. Yeah, this guy's news to me. I have no idea who he is.
5: If we start losing helicopters, I'll be so happy. Maybe he's maybe he's like Pinochet. We'll see.
0: I, was um, that was that Argentinian? Why did I think that was like Peru? Pinochet was Chilean. Chilean, yeah. I guess. Am I it's wrong about that? Close enough
5: mint 20 so is bench peer going to relinquish his u.s citizenship or register as a foreign influence agent clearly he doesn't consider himself one of us he considers himself one of the tribe first you're an asshat um yeah i think he's really shown his true colors here i mean why is dual citizenship even allowed
0: yeah i don't know uh, i'd be interested to learn the the history on that and the legality of it it's not like uh a- I suppose if, if I intend on going to another country or I move to another country, yeah, I'm, I'm as a condition of doing that or gaining citizenship, at least in another country, don't you have to surrender your citizenship in the country that you're leaving? That's a, that's a principle. That's not about anything uniquely Israeli or anything like that. It's just, uh, I don't care what country it is. It seems odd that you would be citizens of, of multiple at once, but, uh, is, is he actually a citizen of Israel?
5: I actually just assume that I don't even know. I don't know <laughs> if
0: he is. I don't, I wouldn't make that accusation definitively without knowing. So well, he
5: clearly has dual loyalties regardless. Well, it,
0: it would be an interesting question. And I know that given this, the countries are allies, um, it's not necessarily a question that would play out in reality anytime soon, but in a weird world where the U S and Israel were at war or had some sort of serious conflict, what side would he pick? Yeah. I, I would like to hear the answer to that question.
5: Well, no, he'll just lie into your eyes, probably.
0: I would like to know. I would, yeah, okay. Can I get a mind reader and <laughs> mind read yeah. the answer to that question?
5: I have to check. I'm um, blonde. likes to talk a lot of smack about the importance of beating women, and still hasn't watched *The Quiet Man*. Is the term "grifter" too strong to apply to a woman so great with child? *The Quiet Man*. No, I haven't watched it.
0: I don't know anything about that movie. I'll have to look it up.
5: Oh, you want to read a few? I I gotta lean back.
0: Uh, yeah. Mint says another channel I follow calls Shapiro, the net negative, suggesting that he damages the right wing movement far more than he has ever helped. Uh, and the past few weeks have proven that conclusively. Yeah. I mean, uh, he is an ass hat. He is a guy who I think is good at what he does in breaking down the news and in general, making compelling arguments and, and solid in his reasoning. That said on this particular issue, I do find him pretty hard to listen to Uh, not because I think that he's dead wrong or, or whatever, but because you, what would it take to get any sort of criticism of Israel on this issue ever? Uh, I don't know that it would be possible. And so you kind of know to me, you know, you're going to get nothing but Israel praise based not necessarily on some principle beyond Israel is incapable of ever committing any error or committing any injustice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, for the accusation of lacking sophistication against Candace Owens. And I'm not here to argue that Candace Owens is some expert on the history of the region or the she history of the state of Israel. Though. But to me, it's not that Ben doesn't have knowledge about the history of it. I'm sure he has way more than I do. I know he does. But to make the accusation that other people lack sophistication, I mean, there's not much less sophisticated than this side is always 100% right and that side is always 100% wrong, no matter what happens ever. That I mean, that's, that's a position that lacks a lot of nuance and that lacks sophistication. And I say that with full acknowledgement that if we were to sit down, like if, if there was going to be some debate of me versus Ben Shapiro, which would be preposterous in its premise anyway – that he would wipe the floor with me with knowledge of history on the region. I'm not saying that he's, he's incorrect about a lot of those matters of fact. I'm just saying that the analysis, you know exactly what you're going to get in the analysis before the factors have even been considered. Israel did nothing wrong ever and will never do anything wrong in the future and has never done anything wrong in the past.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Joseph says, the cyclist is immunized against all (laughs) dangers. Here we go. First, we get in trouble with Ben Shapiro takes. Now we're going to get in trouble with the cyclist takes. The cyclist is immunized against all dangers. One may call him a scoundrel, parasite, swindler, profiteer. It all runs off him like water off a raincoat. But hit him with your car and you will be astonished (laughs) at how he recoils, how injured he is, and how he suddenly shrinks back. I've been run over. Okay. Well, I guess (laughs) pursuant to the prior discussion, if I'm going to laugh at these jokes, I also have to give LeVar Burton a break, but if LeVar Burton gets up on stage and jokes about, about uh, what was the phrasing he used swinging hands Uh, or something like that,
5: something like that, bringing
0: hands, swinging hands against cyclists. Well then fine. We're, we're arm in arm on that one. Uh, Aggie jet pilot says, sorry, long time. No chat. Been pretty rough year, but you show helps uh, keep this jet jockey going well first of all never apologize for supporting the show Mm -hmm. appreciate it very much but uh but yeah i'm glad to hear the show is helpful to get you through uh your ongoings very much appreciated david c says it's amazing that we can't have the nuance of these conversations and fall for uh false flag after false flag how am i supposed to believe the story for this happening to israel and the six to eight hour response Yeah. I mean, as we talked about uh, in the stream after October 7th, that weekend, like it, the circumstances of the attack itself are very bizarre. Okay. I'm not saying the whole thing is fake. I'm not saying that there weren't thousands of people killed. I'm not saying that the people who are still kidnapped uh, and being held hostage in Gaza are not real. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying in the same way that we evaluate some of the oddities of things that happened on 9-11 or any other major attack, how a a an attack of this level of sophistication breached what is probably the most actively monitored area of the world, and then a, a, and didn't have any intervention for hours after the fact, is yeah. very strange. That's not me accusing anybody of of deliberately enabling this or something. There's like that that seems weird, does it not? Can we at least acknowledge that? Cool, totally, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Hal Edwards says Andrew jo- uh, Jackson fought several duels, including one with Tennessee Governor John Sevier. I don't know how to say his last name. And uh, one with one with a man named Dickinson who Jackson killed after Old Hickory had been shot in the chest.
5: Hmm.
0: So Jackson, did Jackson kill one? Is that the same guy that he killed or did he kill multiple people?
5: I think it's the same guy. He
0: just had the one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, VV says, here's 10 bucks to support you in whatever moves you make. Just keep making quality content here, tenant everywhere. Sorry for missing uh, you and Robert's Bible studies. See you Friday. Well, uh, thanks for, thanks for participating in those. And yeah, each and every Friday, nine Eastern we're doing the Bible study, except for we're off this week for Thanksgiving, but we will resume on December 1st and we're uh, a good way through acts and we're continuing through acts for the rest of the study. And uh, yeah, that is the plan. And thank you for the kind words and the well-wishing. And um I, I'm going to keep making the stuff that I believe in and saying what I want to say and producing what I hope is quality content. And uh, hopefully that opportunity with tenant um, becomes something really successful. But if it doesn't, I will, I'll find uh, another place to keep making my stuff and I appreciate everybody keeping me in the game. And um, that's another reason why I feel like I should show off when I, when I I can hardly speak is because I you know I yep. I um I don't want to disappoint people who have who have made this Sunday night a regular thing, and the second that you stop, the second that you are unreliable, and it's like, well, maybe I'll do it if I feel like it. Well, that's kind of a disservice to the people who have really made it a success. Yeah, so totally. I appreciate your your help in in that, Vivi, and uh, I'll catch you on Friday, or at least. Future Friday. It's not this Friday. Greg Olson says Islam's whole goal is to subjugate the whole world. They already tried it in history. Also, we don't just automatically believe that someone like him se- says in a letter, do we? It sounds like a good way to foment conflict in the U.S. Yeah, that's what we we're trying to get to uh, toward the end. Like, did he in fact write this? But, um, and I suppose you're you're proposing another possibility, which is he wrote it, but for but with deceptive intent. That right. he wrote it with the intent of tricking you into what his um, belief is. I suppose anytime you're dealing with uh, you know, a, a an evil actor, evil to the extent he killed thousands of people, of course, you have to question um, why he's doing it. But that, that's exactly my point and why I think it's worthwhile to investigate these things. If we want to know how and why he's doing the things that he's doing, whether that's killing thousands of people or lying, potentially, you got to investigate it. And even mm-hmm. if there are dangers in investigation, like you might get tricked – I think those dangers are a lot smaller than the danger of just saying, don't look at this. And I'm not saying that's your advice, Greg. I'm I'm just trying to explain my perspective. I think the dangers of, of potentially getting tricked are lower than saying, well, that guy was evil. So we'll never consider what he has to say ever because it's all nonsense from a crazed evil man. And so there's nothing to learn from it. I think there are very important things to learn from it. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's why we should continue that investigation. But your point is taken, Greg. I mean, it, it's, Certainly possible that the letter is authentic but written with deceptive intent, for sure. Person Person says, Ben and Greenblatt are two sides of the same clipped coin, left and right uh, side, that both want Elon to do the same thing. Kiss up and do the bidding of Israel. In fairness to Ben, has Ben put pressure on Elon, though? And maybe he has. I just haven't seen it.
5: I don't know. Yeah, I,
0: I haven't seen him personally do that, but maybe I just missed it. Um, thank you person person Gordon says uh, a griper already asked Ben which side he would take in a war between Israel and America he said the question was anti-semitic and wouldn't answer okay so
1: because
0: <laughs> I've heard people You're an po- pose that question so I'll have to go and look because if that clip exists that should be a pretty easy question to answer if he said the and if the question you can't ask the question like how is that a hateful question I need to see this clip now. Uh cuz that will be very interesting to watch. Esoterica unbound and thank you for the reference Gordon. Esoterica unbound says my grandparents were called the greatest generation because after the Pearl Harbor attack they didn't jerk themselves off with a bunch of nuance they firebombed the little fuckers who did it and their nazi buddies. Um okay so you're say well I, is is it an either or? Like you I'm not saying that because you understand why you were attacked you don't have to sit around philosophizing all the time. I think that you aren't like are we justified in going to get bin Laden after the attack? I think yes. I think we made a lot of mistakes in doing that.
5: Mm-hmm. I think the
0: entire Iraq war was largely a distraction away from that that was yeah. wrongly justified on that basis. Uh so I'm not I'm not saying that you you can't be aggressive in in that's kind of a contradiction in terms of like aggressive in defending yourself, but we were attacked. We went and got the guy who did that. I'm not disputing or taking issue with that. I'm just saying, if we have an interest in reducing the likelihood of those attacks happening again, we should understand right. why they happen. And I, I don't think those are mutually exclusive. You don't have to, you don't have to pick between them. You can defend yourself and you can try to be thoughtful about why people are targeting you in the first place. Sort of like, um, I don't know. Maybe this is a bad analogy. Like I carry a gun on me to protect myself and my family. I also choose not to go into like
5: dangerous gang neighbor war
0: neighbor environments neighbor. in Chicago okay. because they're very dangerous, you know, right. like I'm prepared to defend myself, but I try to try not to put myself in bad situations in the first place either. Right, right. You can, you can do both. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not disputing your point. Uh, esoteric Unbound. Although, I'll be curious to learn whether you dispute my movie opinion tonight or not, as <laughs> always. Uh, moist Farts says, Blonde, uh, how do you spend your Wednesday nights? Do you take your nose out for dinner? <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, faggots. You Sometimes suck. I do. Fuck you. You do go out for dinner, huh?
5: I, I do take my nose out. You for suck. Dinner. Fuck Listen, you. I'm, I'm fairly confident it's going to go back to the way it was. So, everybody just chill out.
0: Okay, well, thanks, uh, Moist Farts. Let's see. I think, uh, oh, uh, over on Rumble here. Uh, Holden Mulray says, well done your analysis of infinity divided by infinity. Now, which is bigger, the numerator or denominator? It depends. Infinities are not all equal. Check out Zeno's paradox and L Hospital's rule. There are different kinds of infinities, you say. That's that's news to me. I, I, I figured they were the same thing numerically. But I must be missing something, so now I'll have to look. Uh, We do have some more Super Chats over on Odyssey. Uh, Kadir says, Hey, YouTube lovers, stop being being slurs and join us over on Odyssey, which protects free speech. Musk named Twitter X to teach us what (laughs) another slur means. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, uh, well, I've never seen... You know, in general, the only censorship I've seen from Rumble was when they shut down that Nick Fuentes stream.
5: Oh, right. right,
0: Odyssey, I'm not aware of them ever censoring anything, to my knowledge.
5: Uh, Yeah, I mean, Uh, they might in future, but I feel okay about it.
0: Mike Hawk is back, and he says, "Uh, Blonde, if you say it's the slurs, it would make my whole week, unlike Matt, who has many men making his whole week. Okay, (laughs) come on.
5: It's the slurs. Yeah, I'll say
3: that. that's disgusting.
0: Jokes aside, Matt, I respect you. Well, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> even if I have a weak hole, that doesn't even make sense, Mike. If I took that many, wouldn't my hole have to be strong? That's oh. a hole of much integrity. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, okay. You want to
3: do it now? I'd love to do it right now.
0: Anytime, any place. <laughs> I think we're all set. Looks good on Rumble. Looks good on Odyssey. We're good on D Live. Okay. Anything else before we get out of here?
5: Uh, No, let's do it. Thank you guys for bearing with us today.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. I know it was uh, not necessarily the greatest listening experience, but we, uh, we carry on nonetheless. And of course, thanks for being here live to make it a success. We appreciate your super chats. Appreciate everything else in the chat. Appreciate everybody who's tuning in and participating live. If you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. And uh, if you missed any part of the show and you'd like to listen back or you need extra material to listen to, which you might not uh, find on YouTube, you can check out the audio platforms of the show too. Uh, They are linked on the podcast page of the website. There's all sorts of stuff to listen to there. And of course, you can check out my new Wednesday show too, the Matt Christensen Hour on Tenet Media for additional listening material as well. And we will be doing a show pre-Thanksgiving on Wednesday night as well. Uh, other than that, check out the website for anything show-related, com or mattis.gay. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Kristen Welker, it's not me the press, it is. <laughs> the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a good night. Doesn't and have happy the same
5: ring,
0: does it? but what